Manchester, welcome to your Manchester Lunchtime Live. Yes, indeed, everybody. It is Wednesday, everybody. Oh, yes. Well, we have got an absolute legend joining us this lunchtime while you all took into your cup of soup and your sandwiches and your cup of char, everybody. Joining us today, everybody, a legend that's been, that's been succeeding in this world we call show for many and many a year. And uh, you might know her. She's simply known as Miss Kelly Wilde, everybody. Joining us here this Wednesday, Lunchtime Live. G'day, everybody. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? How are you, my love? I'm I'm surviving lockdown again. <laughs> You're surviving, it, are you? Yeah, I'm surviving. Yes, I've got my makeup. I get my get up and I start the day with my own makeup, and then I think, oh, that's good. I've started with something, and uh-huh. then I just get on with the day. And it's just it's just nice. I mean, lockdown's fairly quiet down here in London. It's dead, yeah. actually, but never mind. <laughs> how's it How's it your way, sweetheart? It's it's very quiet. It's it's very strange to walk past Canal Street and see nobody out, other than I don't know why, but they still got cleaners obviously going into the bars and the clubs and everything. But there isn't actually anybody out at all. It's it's very 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 bizarre. Oh my god, that's just so unlike our favourite place, Manchester. I just love Manchester. I always have. What a wild city it. Will will be again. <laughs> it will be. The weirdest part is walking past Sackville Park and knowing that there's meant to be so many things going on this year, and yet nothing's gone on. All these events, Pride, uh, Sparkle, uh, Village People Weekend, all these events that you attend and you come and rock it up for us, don't you? <laughs> I do. I, lo- I just love it. I think Sackville Street was the first ever Pride back in the day, and uh, I started in Sackville Street, and I just still love the vibe that the village gives. I, I never changed and thought, oh, I'll go to that main stage area or anything like that that they've moved it to, because Sackville Street is in my heart. It's great fun, and there's people wandering, there's hundreds of people wandering around and enjoying the, the enjoying the vibe of the, of the city and in and out of the bars. Well, they were. I hope hopefully they will be again this year. But it, it's just a great city for for the Sackville Street and the parties. And you'd hear me bellowing out. In fact, you think you'd hear me down to Birmingham when I started singing. <laughs> <laughs> so, where did it all begin for you then, Kelly? How did you get into show business? My mother, yes, at the age of two, at the tender little age of two, she said, what are you sitting down there for? Go out and earn your own living. Yeah. <laughs> was it always singing for you that was your, your passion? Yes, yes, it was. Um, I think it was like I was pushed out the door. I wasn't really allowed to play with the other kids. I'd be singing in the bush or I'd be singing in the bathroom or the dunny, as we used to call it. I just used to sing on the, sit on the swings and sing. And mum said, oh, she's got a voice. So they found me in the church choir. I bellowed over the church choir. And they said, who's that? <laughs> they said, well, that's your daughter. <laughs> and that's when they discovered. I think I was about six or seven. And um, from then I did children's TV in Australia and just moved on from there. It was just, it was, I didn't even know I could sing. I just, I was very shy. I was really, really? shy. Yeah, I was shy. I didn't like I didn't like to open my mouth in case people made fun of me. So I didn't. I was very shy. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people forget that you. Because we took you into our, our own heart many many years ago. But you are actually Australian, aren't you? Whereabouts in Australia do you herald from? 
I herald from Sydney, uh, Sydney, Australia, the, the the hip town, what they what they like to think they are. But <laughs> Sydney's a great place. It's got a good vibe to the city nowadays. And, you know, you can go anywhere from Sydney out to the bush, to the to the west. You can go to the beach, to the east, down the south coast, up the north towards these forests and things. It's a beautiful part of the world. You know, it's yeah. New South Wales, Australia, it's just beautiful. Oh, wonderful. And uh, the singing career then, it, it took off majorly <laughs> because of some certain songs. Perhaps tell us some of the most famous hits that you've had. Oh, well, I can't remember really. There's been so many, just kidding. <laughs> no, no. I think the, the first, actually, one of the first ones I did was back in the Far East with a, with an Asian record label, which nobody really knows about this. It no. was called Body Language. And I sang it with one of my best friends at the time. And when we came to England, we, we brought that out and it was a body language and the way she moves, you know, uh, he wants you. And that was to do with the burly bra. Wow. Yeah. And, and no one really ever, I never talked about it, but I was just talking to my best friend um, yesterday, actually. She's in the Far East still. And uh, we did that song together. And then from there, we did um, When Will I See You Again, which we sang in Japanese. Really? Can you remember any of that? Yes, yes absolutely. Mizuero no asa, anata ni takalete, medameta watashi, tumete wa ima utsukuchi ki. I was going to put some nice reverb on you and everything there to make it sound nice, but we'll save that for when we get to the the uh, the. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I got well, all excited and carried away with talking to you, and I, I, you know, what language was that? That was Japanese. Wow. I sing in um, I sing in virtually well, if I can remember them all. Sixteen, I was sixteen languages. It's probably slightly less now because I can't remember all of them. But um, yeah, it was sixteen languages. So I did a whole show once in Chinese. That's the comedy and the pata and the songs, three dialects of Chinese and uh, Japanese, Korean. Uh, I've read lots of things, lots of Hindi, wow. whatever so I did is, a lot. Is the singing something that you've always done from a very young age or has there been points in your career where you've had to, like a lot of people at the moment, um, retrain, so to speak, or do something different? Oh, yeah. Well, you've asked me before about the records. I'll come back to those in, later yeah. on. But the, yes, did I have to retrain? When I had to retrain, because I, I was, um, let's go, let's go back to, yeah, um, I did, I went to, no, when I left school, my mother said, if you're going to leave school without passing any exams, because I was just really young and very stubborn, she said, you're going to have to go learn something. So she stuck me in a factory and I learned how to make soft furnishings. And wow. while I was doing the soft furnishings in the day, I, I did, there's a Grace Brothers, there's a massive big department store like Harrods in Sydney. And oh. I made all the curtains for those, the four, four, you know, the 18 to 25 feet drops and things. I did all of those, the pinch pleats and everything. I learned all of that. And that was really, 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 really very young. And at night, I went to night school with another friend to study secretarial skills. Mm -hmm. And I did... Uh, so I sort of tried shorthand, but I did the long version of shorthand, and I, I got up to like 65 words a minute on those old-fashioned typewriters. They didn't have electric in my day. 
<laughs> let's be honest. So, um, so we did that, and then I got a job doing um, uh, temp, not temp work. I did a secretarial job and clerk. It was an office clerk. I went from there, and I met this. Uh, the boss was intrigued by me because I used to sit on the desk at lunchtime. I live one sort of chuffed out to lunch, and I'd sing to him. <laughs> and he said to me, you know, you're going to, what you'd really love, he says, if you travelled abroad. And I just, I'd been going to night school uh, to the Estedford to do opera, and then I didn't like that. It wasn't my thing. So I found a school two floors down that did cabaret. It trained you in cabaret. Fascinating stuff because I went to the cabaret school, unbeknown to my parents, and they found out. And they said, if you continue doing this pop music, we will not pay for you to do uh, the Steadfords and the and the opera, and I went, okay, great, I'll pay for it myself, and I got on with doing my pop stuff. Wow. And I landed a contract to go to the Far East, and they were not going to let me go because I was just, I was incredibly young, and I was going to go on my own. I didn't want anybody with me. I was going to go on my own, all the trouble I got into because, you know, when you're young and you're friendly and you just yeah. don't have any idea of what life holds for you, oh, my God, I didn't want to go there. The trouble I got into, but I got I got to the Far East. I said, I'm going, and you can't stop me. I was very stubborn because I knew that there was a world out there. I just had to find it. Yeah. And fortunately, my, my parents spoke to um, a friend of theirs who said, let it go. It's only three months. It's only three months, the contract, she'll come back, she's got the protection of the company that she's going with, let her go or you'll lose her. So they wow. smart, they were very smart. They let me go and I came back five years later. Wow. <laughs> wow. I travelled around the world. I had the best time and the hardest times. They weren't easy, but there you go. Um, and pop music, of course, it simply means popular music, and you've had some corkers of the hits. Let's talk about um, them hits again then. So the one I can think of instantly is, of course, Gloria, because that's what we just associate with you. But there's been some others as well. What about the ones that you did for um, for Eurovision? The, yeah, yeah, oh, God, that's a great, great track. I loved it. It was a, It's a rock ballad and a rock pop ballad, really, commercial sounding, and uh, that was in 1990. That was so exciting. I think if there's a moment in my life that I will always want to remember, it was being chosen as one of the singers for the song for Europe, the Eurovision, um, leading up to the Eurovision. I think that was possibly one of the best moments in my life. I had a completely gay team. <laughs> and we were, they were outrageous, trust me. They, they were pretty wild. And uh, we just had a great time. And when I actually did the Wogan show or did the Eurovision Song for Europe show, they're all, the, um, all the queens, I'll say, were up in this. They had this big mirror uh, window at the top of the studio. I think if you ever see the video footage, I'm down on the stage, the cameras are above me, yeah. the audience is right in front of me in like a big semicircle and above them is this like this window. Most of the crew actually, they were more or less the crew from the show. And you, when I finished singing it, you, even Wogan, you can see the surprised look on his face. They were banging on the class, cheering, shouting. That spurred the whole audience into, oh, oh. <laughs> and off they went capping. I think I was just stunned uh, with the whole experience. It was just, it was orgasmic. Orgasmic, on, darling, it was. <laughs> Remind me of what that was. Can we have a little bit of that then? You better be good to me. Yes. You want a bit of that now? a bit of it. All right. 
Oh, no. Bet you by God in heaven, boy, you better be good to me. Oh, you better be good to me. I'm a woman in love and I don't break. He said, you better be good to me. Ooh, oh, you better be good to me. I'm a woman in love. You just might see me cry. Yeah, and I can hear hundreds of people around the Manchester now clapping and applauding. Clapping and applauding. <laughs> You got better hearing than I have. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Uh, we, we um, you then moved on to just basically going around everywhere singing these class. You know, when you were like this, this when you think of people that you'd see whenever you'd go out clubbing and you'd look forward to seeing a good act, it would always be you, Kelly. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's so kind. Thank you. I suppose so, I'm a value for the dollar. <laughs> good value. Good value. I'm going to have that put on my headstone. Good value for money in the right price range. That's me all over. Cheap at half the price, this girl. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, We are going to have to wrap it up in a minute, but before we do, though, let's talk about Gloria. Why did you, how did you um, land on that song and how have you made it your own and how have you made it so successful? Oh, wow. I just, you know, it's one of those songs. I, I was singing it and I had managed to get some sort of a backing track um, for it, and uh, it was a rock version. The original version was from the Italians. They wrote it and it had bells and whistles and God knows what in it and no particular singer. I think uh, before me there was another singer, Laura Bradigan. She did a rock version, and at the, around the same time I did the track, which was the dance form of the rock-sounding track, and I had it. I produced it with another friend of mine, um, back in those days, it was like a 24-track studio, and uh, we produced it and then sold it on to Loading Bay Records, oh. and it became a hit. And it followed when when you tell me that you love me, went with number one in American dance charts, and Gloria came up and went number one after that. So it was it was a, a really good time for for recordings of of what they call cover songs. But the song itself seemed to just be me. I, I have that rock in my soul yeah. and that seems, that seems to be what I don't understand it it's the energy behind what I find it's the energy in the vocal in the performance it's that upliftingness that you feel and I think that's exciting it is very exciting and obviously we can't let you go you've already I, I didn't honestly get you on the show to sing but I mean your voice is sensational <laughs> so let's get you using it. Uh, can we have a little bit of Gloria uh, just to finish us off today Okay, and you really don't remember, was it something that he said, all the voices in your head, calling Gloria, da-da. <laughs> Yay! <Yeah>. Kelly, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today, always a pleasure to speak to you, and you're always, always a sensation. Uh, we look forward to having you back in Manchester just as soon as we possibly can. Thank you so much for having me on this show, Little Miss Belinda Scandal. You are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly.